It's party time. It's Monday. Another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Welcome to Studio 22, where we are going to uh, upload all of the insanity right up here into the mothership. I'm glad you joined us. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, my favorite person, Kayla, at the helm, driving us into the nether regions of insanity. We're headed there. And of course, uh, let's love Brandon and Super Chris Cruz. Guys, at some point in time, I think I'm going to have to start pulling you guys over onto the couch. And at least for the first segment, talking to you guys, because everybody on the live chat wants to see Chris and, and Brandon and all that stuff. So um, we're going to have to start doing that. I like it. You yeah. know, people you, love us. You guys are attention whores is what you are. <laughs> uh, and I like to hog the limelight. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I got up early this morning and as is my habit I try to ignore the news through the weekend. I do because I have a lot of stuff going on. I try to ignore the news. I get bombarded with it, but I try to ignore it. This morning, uh, it hit me full in the face. So many things that are going on. I mean, things that nobody is talking about that I wish we could talk about. And uh, that bothers me. I was on stage Saturday night in front of a sold-out audience. And I made a comment about being a conspiracy theorist, and the place just went nuts. I mean, just exploded, erupted. And I didn't expect that. I just made the comment about being, I guess I'm a conspiracy theorist, and and everybody, I said, I guess I've found my cult here. Uh, This place just went nuts there in Cleveland, Texas. And I, I started thinking about that. How many people feel like they're being left in the dark? by the mainstream media they just they don't want to talk about it they don't want to talk about epstein's list they don't want to talk about hunter biden's laptop uh we don't want to talk about the 2020 election we don't want to talk about january 6th um there's so many things that just get buried under the rug what actually happened with paul pelosi you know um so so many things that where you just leave a big gap and we just kind of have to fill in the blanks and that's where the conspiracy theories come but um then I get hit in the face with the stuff that they're talking about that I, that I don't want to talk about, Brandon. Like, I don't want to talk about transgenderism. I, I don't want to have to talk about that. And I know that there are those who say it's gotten to a point where we're talking about this too much and maybe giving it too much attention. And I want to go back and just remind you guys on a Monday, which is something we should not have to be talking about, We should not, like, if we're in here talking about sex or sexuality, we should be joking about it. Like, that's really what we should be doing on this show. We should be having a good time joking about any topic under the sun. But uh, I I don't really want to talk about transgenderism, but I have to. I have to, guys. Because while I don't care what you do to yourself as an adult, I don't. I do not care how you live your life. You can do whatever you want to do as long as you don't harm children um, and as long as you don't try to cram it down my throat. Well, damn it, you're doing both, and that pisses me off. You're cramming it down my throat to the point where now people are being arrested in Canada for protesting family-friendly drag shows and story hours. We'll talk about that later. Uh, we're seeing this being labeled a hate crime for calling this nonsense out. 
we are um, we're being told that you and I, people who have some sense of traditional values, some sense of common sense, okay, that we have to abide by certain rules that are not based in reality anymore. And we actually have to participate in some crazy person's sense of reality. We have to participate in their mental illness or else there is going to be ramifications that are going to be held against you. Consequences. They're going to lower the boom on you. The gavel is going to drop. So I saw this. I did see this because my girlfriend, who uh, is very astute when it comes to this topic, and she's very outspoken on it, she shared these videos where this is in Britain, right? These videos are from Britain. For those of you who say that these drag shows are not targeting children in a sexually explicit way, but rather it just exposes children to different lifestyles so that they thereby become more accepting and inclusive, you're full of shit, okay? I, let me just bottom line it for you. You are out of touch. Now, I saw some of these clips over the weekend, and this is... The same moves that you would expect to see if you walked in and saw Cinnamon or Destiny dancing on the pole on the main stage. And they're doing it in front of a room full of children. Now, the thing that drives me crazy is these are children sitting in their mother's laps. These are mothers that are encouraging their children to participate in, in, the, in watching this and, and this behavior. And I'm going... Where are we as a society where this is in any way okay? Now, you say that's Britain. Well, I don't know if you know your cultural history or not, but what happens in Europe tends to find its way here to America very fast. Now, we're already doing it. We're already seeing the drag shows that are advertised as family-friendly. We've already shown you the footage. Our very own Sarah Gonzalez has shown you the stuff that she's exposed. Taylor Hansen has done the same. Uh, we're no stranger to these images, but the the level of sexuality on display in these video clips is is highly disturbing, highly disturbing. Now, we've already seen some bad stuff, but this was horrible and I couldn't find myself, guys. I could not find myself to share it on my social media platforms. There were times I wanted to do it and I just said, I can't do it. Just just can't do it. I cannot give any credence to this I, I can't be showing this off um but then i got up this morning i got up this morning and i read the headline new york post that said usa powerlifting to allow trans athletes to compete with women after losing a suit so this person that you see the picture of here jc cooper won a discrimination case against usa powerlifting um it, it, the Federation was mandated to cease and desist from all unfair, unfair discriminatory practices, all right, related to sexual orientation and gender identity and reverse its former policy of barring transgender athletes within two weeks. They had to do this. So this organization doesn't have the power to enforce their traditional rules anymore about who can compete in their organization. Now the courts are saying, no, this is going to be defamation. This is going to be discriminatory practices. And you are 
you gotta you gotta change your rules. Yes, we know you've always had those rules in place. You were always very clear about who could compete in women's powerlifting. Uh, but no, you can't do that. The courts have said. Uh, Cooper, who is a biological male, identifies as a female, said, I was fed up with the way that I was being treated. I was fed up with the way that my community was being treated and enough was enough. Okay, asshole. So here's my thing. I'm fed up with how I'm being treated. I'm fed up with how my community is being treated. I am fed up with having to put up with this kind of garbage. I am fed up with how women are being treated. I am fed up with people like you who are engaging in what I believe the hate crime of woman face and pretending to be something you're not in order to get some sort of a reward, award, trophy, pat on the back, recommendation, recognition, um, approval by being something you're not. You're not competing amongst your equals. You're not. And you're doing a masquerade. And anybody that calls you out for this facetiousness is being labeled discriminatory and a hate-filled group. So here's what's going to happen, folks. Here's what's going to happen. If you speak out against this, like I'm doing right now, well, it won't be long, and all of you will be on that list. If you say you don't like this, and this is wrong, it's wrong for a grown-ass man to enter into a powerlifting competition against girls, against females, something that those biological females have worked hard to compete against their equals. When you say that's not okay for that guy to do that because he identifies as a female, you're going to be labeled an extremist. You're going to be called a, a far right-wing conservative. And there will be things printed about you that will label you as such. So that when the time comes and they start to pinpoint the things that you say as words that are filled with hate, and bias and bigotry. They will already have that label by your name. And now they can enforce whatever crime they want against you. So you take Pastor Derek Reamer in Canada right now, who goes and he protests a drag show that is geared towards all ages. They arrest him. The police arrest him. They charge him with basically what boils down to a hate crime. They intend to hold him in prison in jail, incarcerated, until his next trial comes up, which is going to be on the 14th of this month. And then we'll see what happens. Because, again, it's Canada. It's Canada. Uh, that is one example, and it's happening here. It's coming here. So speak out at your own peril, because you're going to be labeled if you're not already. You're already on the list, most likely. Uh, they could tell what websites you visited. They could tell the comments you make on social media when you speak out against these things. When you share these, these nonsense videos that we do on our Instagram and wherever, then you're already being accused of being a discriminating person, and eventually there will be a legal consequence against you. So when I read this, I said, you know what? I shouldn't be forced to put up with this insanity. I, I shouldn't have to be forced to agree with this. You know, if, if somebody comes to me and, and they want to tell me their pronouns, I'll consider it. I'll consider how I refer to you. Just like if you tell me what your nickname is, you know, if Brandon comes in tomorrow and he decides that he wants to be called Ace, 
Um, I may still call him Brandon from time to time. I'll do my best to call you Ace, Brandon. Thanks, Chief. I'll try. All right. But every now and then, if I do call you Brandon, I hope you won't have me arrested. I'm going straight to the execs. I'm sure you are. Yeah. Right upstairs, and, and then it'll be the end of chat on Blaze TV. <laughs> and nobody will know it anyway. But I'll consider it. Like, if you tell me, hey, this is how I want to be referred to, I'll consider it. Now, there's nothing that obligates me to you to refer to you in anything. I don't have to refer to you at all. I mean, you can be persona non grata to me. I don't, I don't, there's nothing out there in a free society that says that I have to refer to you at all. I don't, I don't have to call on you because you raise your hand. I don't have to. I, I have a choice. I don't have to engage with you. I don't have to hire you. I don't have to keep you employed. I don't have to, I shouldn't constitutionally, I shouldn't have to pay you a minimum wage. You choose to work for me, that's a free market. I should be able to pay you what I want to pay you, and then it's up to you to agree to those terms. So why is it that on a cultural level, on a sexual level, on a gender level, or whatever woke bullshit you want to fill in the blank with, do I have to be obligated to refer to you in a certain way? And if you do something that I feel is out of touch with reality or something that is detrimental to society or even to a child, um, well, if I call that out, I'm filled with hate? I don't think so. But that's where we're headed as a society. I, I, did, I did do some research over the weekend. I did some research, guys, and I, sometimes I look up these things and I'm like, you know what? If they ever come after me and they do look at my web browser history, could get interesting. But I looked up and, and I wanted to see the psychological effects of pornography on children. And I wanted to see the hypersexualization effects of, of, of when you expose children to certain sexual stimuli. I was shocked at what I found, that in America, one out of every four children is exposed somewhat on a consistent basis to pornography. That's astounding. That's astounding. Billie Eilish, you know, the, the pop singer, she said that she was exposed to pornography when she was 11 years old, and she said it was to the point where it, it destroyed her brain. So kids that manifest withdrawal, uh, symptoms or isolation, want to be left alone. They're dealing with emotional things. They don't know how to interact anymore. Those are things that this being exposed to pornography at a young age will create in a child. So what are we doing when we are throwing our banners up there and opening our venues up for everything from drag queen story hour in a library, which a lot of psychologists out there say is perfectly okay. It opens up your child's mind to see differ, differing viewpoints. But that's not where they're going to stop. It's not a clown reading a book at the library. It goes further to where you're dancing around with a thong on and asking a child to put money in your garter. This is a different deal. So my argument there is we're exposing our kids to something that we do not know. The psychologists, the studies that I was looking at this weekend, what it said was we don't know the consequences yet because never before in our society have we exposed children to things like this. Never before in our society has pornography and this sexualized content been so readily available to our children, whether it's on uh, you know, an iPad or a, a smartphone or whatever it may be, we don't know the consequences. We're literally playing with fire when it comes to the emotional and psychological and spiritual well-being of our children. 
And if you say anything about it, then damn you, you're going to get sued. And you're going to go to jail. And they'll tell you, just like that male powerlifter did to, to the USA Powerlifting Association, when it came to women's powerlifting, you got to change your rules. And I don't know about you, but that absolutely pisses me off. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go to a break. Before we do, I want you to buy gold and I want you to get a free safe to store it in. On all qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group, now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Text CHAD, I spell it CHAD, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The feds keep raising the rates because it's the only tool they have to use to keep inflation under control, and it's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold, folks, whether it's physical gold and, or, and silver or uh, that you put in your safe. I do that. Or you can do it through an IRA and precious metals. I do that too, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold is an A-plus rated uh, company with the Better Business Bureau. they got thousands of satisfied customers, and uh, you need to be one as well. Text CHAD to 989898. They'll send you a free info kit on gold. And to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases, again, text CHAD to 989898, and we'll be right back. talk about these things i don't want to talk about them i want to have fun you know i had fun this weekend i I did a show in san antonio on thursday and then we did a show in granbury texas packed house there then we did um cleveland texas cool theater man the the texan theater there in cleveland cool place uh they were gonna tear it down and they saved that theater i love those little town texas theaters and they got them all over the country but it was a fun time man Good, good folks out there. I'm headed to, before I get away from this, calm my blood pressure down and tell you I'm going to be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana with the Buckwild Comedy Tour this weekend. We're going to be at Baton Rouge uh, Thursday night, and uh, that's at Chelsea's. And then Friday night, we're in Nashville, Georgia, which is a little community right side of Tifton, Georgia, down in South Georgia. Then we're rolling up to the North Georgia, uh, right in the foothills of the mountains there, Tacoa, Georgia. Going to be there Saturday night. So check it out, chadbraitherlive.com. Come see us. We're going to have fun. Um, oh, and don't forget, we're at Hanks and McKinney on the 24th. Those tickets are going fast. Some people already called me this morning about that. Hanks and McKinney on the 24th of March. And then uh, Midland, Texas at the Wagner Noel on the 31st of March. People love to call me early in the mornings. They, love, they know I'm up. And they call me with things. And I answer like a fool. But uh, And I was sitting there thinking about these trans athletes man um you never see it go the other way you notice that i I mean i know we've said that before but you never see it go the other way there's no girl that says oh yeah i just got to lift with the boys it never happens it's always the other way around you know you would think leah thomas leah thomas ranked 438th or whatever he was as a male swimmer and then decides to become a uh, female swimmer and then just goes out and decimates the field and wins all seven races I mean, doesn't sandbag at all. Doesn't be like, you know what, I'm going to skip one, maybe come in third to even it out. Like, I'm just going to go in here and blow it out. You know, just blow it, just blow it out. It takes real balls to do that. You know, if you did that, if you did that, for instance, if you were in a golf tournament 
and uh, you were saying in a scramble and we you know sometimes you have these guys who uh you know play the best ball tournaments and they cheat because they'll they'll bring in some ringers i mean some dudes that are really good golfers and because you usually have the a b c and d class golfer on the each team you got the really good guy all the way down to the average joe uh and they'll sometimes they'll say, "Well, he's just he's a D golfer," and the dude will be throwing darts at the hole. I mean, just boom! They call that sandbagging. For those of you who don't know, you would think that Leah Thomas would have sandbagged a little bit and been like, "Okay, we're going to pretend to be shitty for a couple races, and then ooh, I'm going to pull it out at the end." I mean, that could have been a real Rocky story, you know, if Rocky beat the shit out of girls, but. That could be like a real, like, American tale that, you know, look at this this poor guy became a girl and struggled to win. No, he didn't. He never struggled to win at all. He got in the pool first time and beat the hell out of those girls. I mean, beat the hell out of them. And, you know, whatever. We just look at that and go, wow. Uh, then that's something to be really proud of, fella. I mean, you went from 440th in the nation in male collegiate swimming to number one in women swimming like that. It didn't take anything. You know, it's like one comedian said, I, I'll do that. You know, I, I'll allow men to compete against women as long as they'll allow betting in collegiate sports. I'd love to put my money on the girl with the size 13 shoes. So uh, if you didn't think the, the, the stupidity and the, the, just the ludicrous nature of this stuff I, I sat there this morning. I watched this stuff over and over again because I really do think about, like, do I want to bring this to you? Do I want to? Do I even want to put this in your mind? And I go, shit, we got to talk about this. Always women's pads. Always women's pads. They had a commercial that came out. You know, because... Uh, all right, I, I try to figure this thing out. Just play the commercial. No two bodies are the same. Some pads never got that message, but always Flex Foam did. It protects against different flows for up to zero leaks, and it flexes to fit all bodies for up to zero feel. Feel it yourself with always Flex Foam. All right, all right, all right. Now, is it possible to play the first five seconds of that commercial again? Just play the first five seconds. And I want you to pay attention. Hang on, wait, before you do it, I want you to look at that picture again. Put the picture back up there. And I want you to see, not that one, where they're walking. Right there at the beginning of the commercial. All right, so you got five, it would appear, women up there. Except the uh, second one from the right, that is a biological female who is trying to be a man. That is a transgender man. Okay? So there's the message, as I think most of you with any sense of complex thought can figure it out. But I want you to play the first five, and I want you to watch how she walks. Play it. No two bodies are the same. Some pets never got that. <laughs> Dude, kicking it out there. Kicking it out there. Play it again. Play that five seconds again. Well, if you missed it, watch that dude. Watch the girl playing a dude. Play it. No two bodies are the same. Some pets <laughs> never got that. Dick kicking it, man. I'm telling you, they got the ball swagger going. That also, that looks like Lori Lightfoot's nephew. <laughs> and yeah, they're walking around like FDR after his legs gave out and he had to kind of waddle. <laughs> got those polio braces yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kicking it out there. Got the <laughs> swagger going. Now, that's that's a lady. That's a female. 
Of course, the message is that, you know, men can have periods too. So obviously we're, we, we're for everybody here. Um, the, uh, <laughs> you know, always pads, their, their slogan was always, you go girl. So again, I don't, this is a person identifying as a male who's going to show the little, the little swagger there. Really overcompensating. Now, I've always said that gay guys that are very effeminate, that get real prissy, like no woman on the planet is as effeminate as these guys try to act. This is the antithesis of that right there. This is a female. They're trying to send a message that men get their periods too. Um, and again, and again, if you are a biological female who wants to pretend to be a guy, Yes, you will get your period, but, uh, and you'll have a baby too. You can have a baby. You know why? Because you're still a girl. You still have all the lady parts right there. And if you die in a car wreck and they identify your body, the coroner is going to, you know, identify you as a female as well. Um, they, you can rip your whole head off and they'd still, they could, they could rip your, you could blow up into a bunch of little pieces and they could find a couple of your teeth. They'd still identify you as a female. They could, they, you could get mummified. They could dig you up a thousand years from now and scrape a little bit of your bones off and put it under, you know, put it, put it in a little scientific test and determine you're a female. But you walk like a dude. I don't think dudes walk like that. That was an overcompensation on that thing. But, but here we go. This is the mainstream normalizing of nonsense that keeps coming out. Now, again, it may not be a big deal to you may not be a big deal to you until your you know until your daughter wants to or granddaughter wants to participate in some athletic field you know and gets her ass kicked by some guy i'm sure you know i'm sure you'll appreciate that when it happens um but again huh, <laughs> you know I, jeremy boring over at daily wire you know hershey came out with the her she deal the pronoun identifying as um you know the chocolate for identifying as a female her she and so jeremy boring came out with the uh she her and the he him one has nuts and the other one doesn't <laughs> we got some of that coming i want the nuts i love the chocolate with the nuts um so you can determine the two i have a new t-shirt coming out uh, here in the next couple of weeks. My new 76forever.com is being revamped, kicking it back out. Uh, it's going to be bigger and badder than ever. But one of the shirts I'm going to have on there is going to say, um, I love, I love, I'm into your, I love your pronouns. We're working on the wording. I love your pronouns. Uh, let me she them titties. <laughs> let me she slash them titties. Uh, I, I can still make jokes. I, I can still make jokes. Um, and then, of course, in other news, uh, not on the trans side of things, but on the LGBT side of things, Staten Island, uh, their St. Patrick's Day parade. Now, if you go to New York, there's no shortage of LGBT celebrations. There's everything. There's pride parades. There's days. There's buildings. There's events. There's you call it whatever. Go to the average bar out there. You can find all the LGBT stuff you want. Um. There's all of that. But Staten Island St. Patrick's Day Parade, once again, they will not allow the LGBT pride groups to march in the parade under the LGBT banners. 
And they're pissed off about that. They're pissed off. In fact, uh, Eric Adams, the uh, mayor of New York, he said he's not going. He's going to boycott the parade. He's going to the Rainbow Run. Um, maybe he should do some butt stuff and see how much he loves it. Um, the, uh, I mean, if you love it, just go full participation, bro. That's true. If you really want to be a supporter, yeah, I think I mean, you got to go in there the full... With Go to the bathhouse. Get in there with them. Mm -hmm. I'd do it. I'd do it. Whatever. Man of the people. I'm a man of the people. I'm a giver and a taker. <laughs> the, uh, but they're pissed off. And here's, here's the thing, guys. Just on the common sense level, when I read that article, here's what I thought. It's a St. Patrick's Day parade. Anything that ain't green doesn't really fit in with the theme. So when you're wearing the rainbow banner... And flying that thing in a St. Patrick's Day parade. Now, maybe you could do nine shades of green. I know that kind of defeats your, you know, narrative and your agenda, but damn, it's a St. Patrick's Day. I don't see a lot of people asking to fly Confederate flags there either, or even American flags for that matter. St. Patrick's Day. Could you please, could you please pull the dick out of your ass and just pretend to be Irish for a little while? My God. Hair loss can be tough. You see it in your pictures. Your barber points it out. You find yourself wearing baseball caps. <laughs> you, uh, you need to figure out something to do about it. Don't cut it off. Don't shave it. Save it with Keeps. Keeps have, has the clinically proven FDA-approved hair loss treatments available online. And whether you want to prevent hair loss or stimulate hair growth or take better care of the hair you have, your Keeps medical provider will help you find the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. It's easy. No waiting rooms. No pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. Half the cost. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps provider 24-7. So if you are ready to take action, join the thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. And uh, go get a special offer when you go to Keeps.com slash loss. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss. Keeps.com slash loss. Be right back. Obviously, the world's gone crazy. I mean, it's gone absolutely insane. And it's not coming back either. Um, the insanity levels that we are embracing and even promoting, uh, I would love to bring some people back from history and just show them. Just show them what the hell's going on and just get their reaction. So, yeah, the world's gone crazy. Uh, it feels that way to everything we see right now. I even wrote a book called Am I Crazy? And uh, I want to talk to you about that because as per our usual arrangement within the, you know, within the hallowed halls of this show, I want, to, I want to give you yet another shining example of precisely what I mean when I use the epithet crazy. So the state of Arizona, uh, a couple of weeks ago at their largest elementary school district's February 23rd meeting, a member by the name of Tamilia Valenzuela spoke out against the idea of hiring teachers from a Christian university. So despite the fact that teachers from Arizona Christian University have previously had no issues whatsoever working in the district, and also despite the fact that there is a severe teacher shortage in the area, uh, this lady is absolutely scared shitless of allowing them to continue coming in there and teaching. And why? Well, 
The uh, self-described, and I quote, bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer black Latina who loves a good hot wing but only with the right ranch and things that sparkle, end quote, is she's, well, she's real concerned that these Christians are going to bring all their Jesus talk and their scary religious agenda to the schools, uh, no doubt murdering members of the LGBTQ community, undoing all the communistic training the schools have been pumping into these kids and setting up a landing pad for God to arrive himself. So here's what she actually said. And uh, again, it's a quote. While I full heartedly believe in the religious freedom and people being able to practice whatever faith that they have, I have some concerns regarding looking at this particular institution. And I think it's a really good time for us to take a moment and really pause about where our values lie. Part of their values is transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization, including the centrality of family, traditional sexual morality, and lifelong marriage between one man and one woman. I want to know how bringing teachers from an institution that is ingrained in their values so directly brings impact to three of your board members who are part of the LGBT community, end quote. Now, let's get to the part of this little diatribe where I pull the old switcheroo on you and surprise you. Are you ready? Uh, I guess it won't be a surprise this time, but here it goes anyway. She's right. She's right. 100% right. And you heard me correctly. She is right. I said what I said. She's absolutely 100% correct. Because the public school system in America has, in fact, become the celebrated seminary for the new religion birthed from the loins of leftism, and that is wokeism itself. Folks, One of the main reasons why I always tell you to get your kids out of public schools, and it pisses some of you off, but there's a reason, and it's simply this. They don't belong there. They do not belong there. If you're still operating somehow under the delusion that the primary function of American public schools is to educate your children in any kind of traditional sense whatsoever, you've lost the plot, my friend. To the graduates of Arizona Christian University who've been considering that school district, you want to go to work there? Don't. Don't do it. This one voice, this bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer, black, Latina, she isn't just quacking into the wind. Those folks are there for it. We're only going to win this thing, folks, by separating out our own kids from the pack, and in this case, maybe our teachers as well. So to Tamilia, Tamilia, Valenzuela, and all those like her, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Chad Prather. My pronouns are the, she, it. My adverb is unapologetically. I said, is it right here on my hat? I'm a big old ball of toxic masculinity, and I'm speaking to you on behalf of every kid and teacher whose education and livelihood you're attempting to undermine. Get bent, my woke friends. Get bent. It's only going to get worse, kids, because they're going to keep, they're going to keep, it's a mental lawlessness is what it is. It's a spiritual lawlessness. You know, you want to jump in your Bibles, head over to 2 Corinthians, or I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and read some of that. And uh, see, just see, this, it, it describes com- just completely and perfectly what we're dealing with here. Um, when you have, when you say, you know what, we're just not going to have traditional values, we're not going to believe in that, and we're going to eradicate anybody that tries to bring any in here, you're going to get, you know, Walmart in Portland, Oregon, they're shutting them down. I don't know if y'all have seen any of those videos, but they're shutting them down because they can't control the shoplifting. You know, God forbid, God forbid we would not want to bring in any, any of these kids, you know, or, or any of these people in society. We don't want to bring in these teachers who are going to teach any sense of values or morals. There you see the tweet from Andy No. Walmart has announced that it will permanently close all of its locations in Portland, Oregon. Walmart has been 
harshly criticized by the city's left-wing policies and residents, but the uh, shutdown follows the consequences of the 2020 BLM Antifa riots that normalized urban criminality. They're stealing everything, and you can't do anything about it. You know, if you go in and you read some of the tweets under some of these things, I saw some videos just today of people just going in and stealing things, and you read the stuff, and people say, uh, I can't do anything at my place of employment because our rules of employment say we can't engage. We just have to let them walk out the door. I don't know what world you think you're going to be living in in the next 15 years, if that long, if we continue to engage in a spiritual lawlessness that's going to manifest itself in a physical lawlessness. It's bad, folks. Um, one person in Portland said Safeway is the go-to store if I have to. But that's three times the price I would spend here because uh, I can't go to Walmart anymore. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys. The, the American way is dead. It's gone. It's finished. It's over. It's over. The idea of teachers being good, true mentors and and being able to speak, you know, truth and life into a, a student's mind. Oh, that's dead. You can't do that anymore. You can't do any of that anymore. Uh, if you're not engaged in the woke bullshit, you you're anathema from society. If you're not taking your kids to these kind of events right here, how long do you think it's going to be before basically this is going to be required? They're, they're already put in the books with the pornography in the school libraries. How long before this becomes required activity? You know, if, if you're not engaged in this, I mean, you didn't think they'd implement ESG scores either, but they're doing it. How many of your, you know, what's your social score? What's your environmental score? What's your governance score? You already didn't think they were going to do it, but they're doing it. They're doing it right here in plain sight, folks. What are you going to do about it? Oh, well, I got to get the kids ready for school tomorrow. Got to get the kids ready. The kids got to get up and go to school tomorrow. Got to get up. Well, we, we, we're, we both have to have incomes. We both have to, we can't, we don't have time to homeschool our kids or do a co-op with our kids or come up with some form of creative way of educating our children. We can't do that. We both got to go to work. Well, that's right. They, they made it so you had to. They created society and you embraced it in which you had to do that. I can't tell you. You know, do you know that, uh, do you, do you understand that we home? I homeschooled. We homeschooled my children, uh, and up to a point where it was time for them to get out of the house and go do their own thing and receive education beyond what we were capable of giving them. And, and they had a plan for how they were going to do it. Do you understand that we lived off of thirty thousand dollars a year? My wife didn't work; she educated the children. We lived off of thirty thousand dollars a year. Now, granted. You know, that was the 90s. That was the, that was the 90s, early 2000s. Uh, but that wasn't that long ago. Uh, $30,000 a year. And we educated the children. You say, how did you do that? Yeah, well, you, you find ways to do it. I've been poor. I've been broke. I know what that's all about. I know what that's like. But you know what? When I walked into those schools and I met some of those teachers, because, again, my, we, we, were, we took my oldest daughter, we took her to, uh, when she was going to start kindergarten, we walked in there, we met with some of those teachers in the area we lived in, and we just said, this is not for us. This is not for us. There was a check in my spirit, in my, in my wife's spirit. We were like, nope, this is not for us, man. This is not for us. And we said, you know what? We made that decision right then, that day. We said, we're going to homeschool these children. And that's what we did. And that was a commitment. That was a promise. And that was something that was a, you know, that was a discipline that we did. And, let, and people say, how'd you do it? I lived off of $30,000. When I got to a point where, where uh, in, in, you know, 2005-ish, 2004-ish, when I was making $60,000 a year, still single income, 
in that household, I thought I was making all the money in the world, guys. I thought I was making all the money in the world. When I finally, man, when, they, when, they, when I moved to Texas back in what it was, to what was it, 2002, something like that, I got a little increase in, in my income. And then eventually by 2005, I think I was making $60,000 a year. And again, I was the only one earning any money. And I was like, damn, pimping, pimping. I'm telling you, but I did it. So that's why when you, when you come at me and say, oh, you say you're supposed to go do all that. We can't do that. I did it. I did it. Mother of my children did it. We did it. So there it is, folks. All right. Hang tight. Be right back. All right, we're talking about the world going crazy. We know the world is crazy. Uh, You want some confirmation? My friend Ezra Levant is here. And let me tell you, you're dealing with it right now with this pastor, Derek Reamer, in Canada. Just got arrested. Why? He went to a drag queen story hour at a public library, and he heckled. I'll be candid. He was noisy. But he didn't touch anyone. He didn't hit anyone. Some of the people in the drag queen story hour picked him up and literally threw him out the door. You could say that's assault, whatever. They weren't charged with assault. Right. He was charged. He was charged. He's been in prison for five days. They just announced he's in jail for another eight. I want to tell you, in Canada, the justice system is so lenient, we literally let terrorists, accuse terrorists out on bail. Right. Here's a pastor who heckled. That's what he did. And he's been in prison and will continue for 13 days before he even gets a hearing. I, I think it's an extreme, and they're talking about hate crimes charges, disturbing the peace, mischief, and hate crimes. That seems upside down to me. That's heavy duty too. I mean, those, those, that's, those are those are the uh, what's that? Yeah, I want to I want to play that real quick. I want to play play that clip because those are heavy duty charges that are being leveled against this pastor. Huh. And uh, play the clip real quick. Voice memo. Okay, we don't have a camera. We are now calling the police. Stop. We have the police coming, so it is your choice to leave or deal with the police. Very abusive in there. We are. For love is love. That looks like very hateful, very abusive. Why are you disrupting the Because it's wicked. The children shouldn't be in there. That's for sure. Okay. So, people say, well, that's Canada. Well, we, we've talked this entire episode about the fact that it's not just Canada. It's not just Britain. I mean, what's happening there? It's, it's already starting to manifest here, and it's just a matter of time. You know, here's a guy going in there. He's disrupting, obviously. He is, but come on. You know, I... If if they have some sort of private property right there, I believe in property rights. You can kick right. someone out for any reason or no reason. It's a public library, so I'm not sure if that applies. Right. I'm not saying, I don't think he was badly hurt there or anything. Neither side was charged with anything. But then the mayor gets on Twitter and says, I do not, she says, I do not accept the reasons given to me by the police for not charging him. I dem- basically demanding wow. a political arrest and what were the three things she did that, that she said that that pastor did wrong? Did he hit anyone? No. Did he leave when they threw him out? Yeah, he left, they threw him out. Mm-hmm. The three things she said he needed to be charged were, for, were number one, lying, 
So that, that's not a crime. Not a crime. Vitriol, which just means being angry, yeah. and hate, which is a human emotion in your heart. And and we don't we don't we don't want to be hateful. We don't want to be liars. We don't want to be vitriolic. But all those things are a matter of opinion. Yeah. And and the last one is a human emotion. You can't ban it. So the mayor gets on Twitter and says, "I demand that he be arrested and charged." And then the police show up at his house and arrest him and charge him and take him to jail. And and I'm a former lawyer myself. I can tell you in Canadian courts, for an arrest like that, you're released within an hour on your own recognizance. You do not serve one day in jail, let alone 13 days. They are treating him like some sort of a domestic terrorist. Yeah. And I, it probably wouldn't be my style to go out and go in there and heckle. Right. But that is not... A crime, right. and what worries me is that this this has had more coverage in the United States than in Canada itself. In Canada, this is normal now. Mm-hmm. If he were a, a Muslim imam or a Jewish rabbi in jail, it would be global news. But a Christian pastor, I'll let him let him cool yeah. off in jail. That's the thinking. That's why when these uh, these folks go after Christians, that, that's not you know. That's not cutting edge anymore. That's not. That's accepted. That's almost, you know, they expect that to happen when they go after, you know, anybody with a Judeo-Christian faith. They're going to go after those folks. And, and it's okay. It's swept under the rug. You know, it's funny. There's certain parts in the U.K. where the Muslim population is dominant. There's certain neighborhoods, certain towns and cities. Right. And when Muslim parents speak out against a pride education curriculum Mm -hmm. there have been towns where teachers have been teaching the pride curriculum muslim parents say no they drive the teacher out of the school and no one says a peep wow and you know i'll let you pick what side of that debate you're on but my point is they don't throw the muslim imam imams in jail they don't physically throw them out of the street and the mayor doesn't say i demand those men be arrested and and i think that I think there's a real pecking order. It's sort of like a hierarchy. It's like a game of politically correct poker. Yeah. And if you're a Christian, pa- a white male Christian pastor, that's like having a high card of an eight yeah. or something. Whereas if you're trans, that's that's almost a royal flush. Sure. And you're you're not going to win. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a bizarre thing. I think we got to get back to real real laws and real rights, not the counterfeit right not to be offended. And that's yeah. the thing. The mayor of that city introduced a bylaw that. If you offend someone, that that is a bylaw offense and the police can arrest you. Sorry, that's a counterfeit human right. There is no real human right yeah. not to be offended. Insanity. All right, Ezra Levant. I know, listen, I want you guys to put yourselves in the shoes of this pastor and think about what it would be like because it could very well be you. You want to be outspoken. You want to stand for what you believe to be truth. You, you want to stand for your convictions? This could be you. We're going to talk about this more. We're going to talk about, we're going to unpack a lot of stuff, Ezra, in our, in our overtime segment. This Friday uh, on Blaze TV, I don't want you to miss it. In the meantime, I want you to go to Save Pastor Derek, D-E-R-E-K, SavePastorDerek.com. See how you can help because he needs help. And uh, put yourself in his shoes. This will be you. Ezra, hang tight. Uh, we got one quick thing to wrap up, and we'll be right back. All right, Ezra Levant's going to be with me on Overtime this week. You don't want to miss that. On Friday, make sure that you are subscribed to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Save on an annual subscription. Make sure you are subscribed. You've got to be a part. Because, listen, 
they can shut down pastors, they can shut down voices, they can shut down platforms. They, they shut us down everywhere. Make sure that you're on Blaze TV. Have some control over the information that you're receiving in independent broadcasting matters. Rebelnews.com, of course, that's Ezra's site and, uh, and his media platform, as well as go to SavePastorDerek.com. Don't forget, folks, I will be on the road this weekend. Go to ChadPratherLive.com, and we'll see you out there. In the meantime, uh, hang tight. The insanity is continuing. We'll see you tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye. Thank you.